You are listening to the Next Best Series podcast, and this is Emma Sasek's interview with Emmy Award-nominated actress Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets. I'll never forget the day I heard their plane had gone missing. What do you think really happened out there? All I know is that what happened was a tragedy. Those girls were special. They were champions. I used to think all the sex, the drinking, the drugs. I used to think I did those things because of what happened out there. What I saw, what I did. Hello, Misty, you crazy bitch. It's been a while. I take it you know why I'm here. Okay, I'm out of here. We agreed, say no more than we have to. The truth is, the plane crashed, a bunch of my friends died. And then the rest of us starved and scavenged and prayed until they finally found us. I think we both know there's more to it than that. I think it'll be good to reconnect with some old friends. All right, people. Melanie, again, thank you so much for your time today. Um, first and foremost, congratulations on your first Emmy nomination. How exciting that must be for you. Oh, thank you. It's It was a big surprise. This whole time in my life has been very surprising. And then this is just like an extra wonderful thing. <laughs> well, I've been watching your work for really since the start of your career and I know the last few years I've really have loved seeing everything that you've been in so I think this is very very much well deserved especially with a project such as Yellow Jackets which is so extraordinarily out of the blue in terms of the creativity and the writing that's been used uh, throughout the series so I think this is very well deserved. <laughs> that's very sweet thank you. Um, when you were first uh, received the script and even had the idea pitched to you, um, I guess what first came across your mind when you saw how the story was originally laid out? I just got the script kind of out of the blue. And no one else was attached. And I just was like, okay, let's read it. And <laughs> I was so drawn in. I was like, oh, I wish there was another script. <laughs> I wish there was episode two. <laughs> I realized that's a good sign um, to be thinking that. And I just was fascinated by the character. I was fascinated by all the characters, which was nice. Like I felt like I would want to go off and watch any one of them. And they'd crafted something that was really compelling and really careful. And I, I just was excited I was going to say, I mean, every single one of these characters has such an interesting arc and it goes off into directions that you didn't anticipate from the get-go. Yeah. Um, how much of your character's arc did you kind of know from the get-go? At first, you said that you had that first episode script, but slowly as you started working on it, did you get the entire series laid out or was it episode by episode you had to wait? I was nervous because... You know, I got offered the show, I got to read the script, and I thought the script was great. But I've seen before people having a wonderful pilot and a great idea and then not really having 
planned what would happen if the pilot got picked up. So I kind of quizzed them a little bit. I, you know, it's sort of some press reports have made it sound like I got all the information, which is not true. Many things were a surprise to me. I don't know everything. But from my own character arc in the first season, they went through all of it. Uh, killing Adam, like everything. So I knew I knew it all and I really loved where the story was going. And I just felt um, I felt good. I trusted them. And then I said, you know, what do you think in seasons to come? Like, do you, are you going to kind of just see what happens? Or, and they were like, well, no, we have a, you know, arc for about five seasons, but they're willing to shorten it if need be. If mm-hmm. the story's going to move a bit quicker than that. And I just was like, oh, they know what they're doing. They have a plan and that's what I wanted. So and I know as a viewer, I would love to see five seasons of total madness and chaos go on. <laughs> yeah, well, I know a lot of people are like, I wish this was a limited series, which I think is such a weird thing to say when you're enjoying something. Yeah. Like, I wish there was less of this. It's like, I don't really understand that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. There's a lot of. Oh, sorry. You go. No, I was just going to say there's so many great teases in this first season that if that was just it, I would be so heartbroken because I want to see more of this action that happens. Yeah, I think people want the entire story to be wrapped up very quickly. I think mm-hmm. people's attention span can be quite short. But I mean, it's so wonderful to me to like sit in a world like I just watched Severance, the first season of Severance, and I was like, there's going to be more of this. Yeah. I'll watch that show forever. <laughs> not every episode is going to be your favorite episode. If you love a show, there's going to be somewhere you're like, this is a masterpiece. I mean, every episode of Severance in the first season was a masterpiece <laughs> um, in succession also. But, you know, it's like, it's exciting to have more of something you love. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts. I think we need a Yellow Jackets and Severance crossover in some way. That would be very interesting to see. Imagine I would (laughs) lose my mind. mind. Um, With your character, Shauna, specifically, I love how both in her teen and her adult years were we're first introduced to somebody who we feel like we have her storyline figured out for the most part, maybe like an unsuspecting young woman and then adult woman, but she's full of so many surprises, which is what I really appreciated. Um, Is that something that made that character stand out to you? And in general, how would you describe Shauna and and the, the journey that you've had to go on with her thus far? That was something that I really loved about the character. I love the fact that she's kind of unassuming. Like if you saw her in the grocery store, you'd be like, oh, there's someone's mom. Like, you know, but she has this core, which is very scary and ferocious and confident and compelling. And I just love the ability she has to like push that down and bring it out. And sometimes she's not 100% in control of the inner rage and all of that. But 
you know, it's like every woman, every every woman has like a secret history that you don't know that that's right every person but you know I think a lot of women are really um past a certain age certainly but dismissed a little bit in society and I just really love the opportunity of playing somebody who could easily be dismissed but you should not be dismissing her yeah she always had something up her sleeve that totally (laughs) caught me off guard and I love that about that character um since you obviously played the adult version of Shauna. Um, were there ever any scenes uh, that the younger actress, um, her name is... Um, Sophie Nelise. Thank you, Sophie. Were there any scenes that Sophie got to play as Shauna that you were like, oh, I really wish I could have been able to do that because there are so many great scenes in the teenage years. There's so many great scenes in the teenage years. And I have to say that watching Sophie Nelise act is one of the greatest honors and joys of my life. <laughs> like, I think she is so brilliant. So there's no moment where I was like, I wish I was doing that instead because I'm just watching in awe and just being like, nobody's as good as this person. Mm. She's the best actress in the universe. But a lot of it was like, she had a lot of really amazing, very um, emotional moments, like the attempted abortion scene and the the scene in the finale where she's so heartbroken, the fight with Jackie. And she always does something surprising with it. She always does something that's like so raw and truthful. And um, I'm just, I'm amazed by her. It seemed like that. And really just the entire cast that this show has accrued is stellar performance after stellar performance after stellar performance. What was it like, you know, collaborating with so many amazing women for this show? And I guess really just, you know, being able to go in on such, such important and heavy themes such as trauma, PTSD, you know, things that maybe are not, and I I don't think that they're ever really considered glamorous in society. We don't see that on television, but this show really, really pays so much respect to that. Yeah. Um, I think for all of us, especially the actors playing the older versions of the characters, we all really appreciated how much the show was about trauma and showing the different ways it can shape you and change you and impact your life especially if you don't deal with it properly mm-hmm. so it was a great um it was an amazing time getting to work with all of them these women I've admired for so long and just getting to see their spins on the character like Christina did something with Misty where I was just like it's not <laughs> what I saw coming I'm obsessed I'm obsessed with Misty um you know they all Tawny's amazing Juliet is like just the greatest um it's just been a joy like it's kind of a a perfect experience but so many of the uh actresses that you just listed off Juliette Lewis Christina Ritchie Tawny Cypress um is this really the first time that you've had the chance to share the screen with these women and can you tell me a little bit about that experience as well yeah I've never worked with any of them before so this was a really fun learning experience um they're also different in in the most incredible ways and it just felt like they're just so good like there's just something about working with people who are bringing it on that level and as an actor I need to be surprised I you know after take two I'm just looking for ways to change it up to make it new to make it interesting 
because I'm, I don't like pretending. I don't like manufacturing an emotion. I want it to be happening. And they're all really great at continuing to surprise you take after take. I will say, especially Juliet, like you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> From take one to take seven, it's going to go like a rainbow <laughs> things. And, and Tawny as well, like, and Christina, like they're all just bringing something that is like changing the energy of the scene, challenging me as an actor, exciting me. And I just, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I love seeing uh, you and these three other actresses. You never know what the next project is going to be. It'll, you have an idea going into, oh, maybe they like this type of character, but there's something always new. And I think that that is so refreshing and lovely to see from all four of you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I feel that way about them too. I just think they've made bold choices consistently and I appreciate it. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. Who's, uh, which character on this show would you say that maybe you relate to the most and, you know, maybe it might be different in the adult years versus the teen years? I'm kind of a version of all of them, I would say. Like I have a side that is a little bit of an uptight perfectionist, which is a bit of a Thaisa. <laughs> um, I have a side that's kind of like wild and romantic. That's like Natalie. Um and then I have a part of me that feels like an outsider who's just trying to make friends and appear normal so that nobody finds me out, which is like misty. So mm -hmm. I, you know, feel like I'm like a combination of all of them. Um, I don't know how I'm like Shauna. Sometimes when you're like in the middle of something, it's hard to see the similarities, but I think there are some similarities. You're always full of surprises. We can say that. <laughs> Hopefully not the crazy surprises that happen oh, on the show. <laughs> the scabby surprises, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, what do you hope people just take away from the show? Because we did talk about the, the trauma and, you know, just really investing in those types of stories, bringing them to life and just recognizing that it's not always perfect and some people really do go through very very diff difficult forming experiences in their lives yeah I think one of the things I really love and appreciate about the show is how it's such a um, celebration of so many different kinds of women and you know we we're living in a time where some sections of the society are trying to limit what it means to be a woman and what your role is and what your personality is like and what you look like and what your choices are your reproductive choices and your choices in terms of who you marry and the work that you do like I think people are trying to restrict 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 and I love that I'm on a show that is about expansiveness 
and people being many different things at once and people living their lives and owning who they are and being very authentic. I think it's beautiful. And I think that a lot of people can watch the show and see themselves in these characters or like me, see themselves in all the characters. Um, and I'm really proud of that. Absolutely. And, you know, you can look back on the teenage years and consider the mistakes that maybe you made as a young adult and how you've hopefully grown from that along the way, too. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Now, I I can't let you go without asking if you can give us any details, any information about season two. I don't have any. No. (laughs) I haven't read a script. I have not been told anything. And I think that they're doing this deliberately. (laughs) This time last season, I had a script. I think I had two scripts before we started shooting. And I think that they're withholding it from me because they don't trust me. And they're right right to. (laughs) Like, like I'm not to be trusted. So I don't know anything. Well, we are eagerly, eagerly awaiting for this to come out again. Melanie, I just want to thank you so much for your time. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. Oh, you too. Thank you so much for doing this. And thank you for being flexible on the timing. Absolutely. Never a problem. Best of luck during the Emmys. We are rooting for you. Thank you. That's so sweet. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Emma Sassick's interview with Emmy Award-nominated actress Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jacket Season 1 here on the Next Best Series podcast. Melanie Linsky is up for your consideration for Outstanding Actress in a Drama Series. You have been listening to the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And if you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, drop us a comment. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Hello, this is Gary Chachot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.